0: Welcome to the Happy Me, Happy Earth podcast. I'm your host, Eva Peterson, life coach to activists, advocates, and changemakers. Each week, I'm here to support you in creating the change that you want to see in the world without sacrificing your health and well-being. If you're on a mission to make the world a better place, whether you're just starting to get involved or decades deep, you are welcome here. Hello and welcome to episode 12. Episode 12, that is pretty awesome. That means I have now been podcasting for three months, which is amazing. I just want to take a minute and yeah, acknowledge that in the spirit of today's podcast episode. Today we're going to be talking about personal year-end reviews. And so let's talk for a minute about what that is if you're not familiar with what a personal year-end review or annual review is. So a lot of companies might do this. Um, You might see managers reviewing, you know, like a performance review of their employees. That's not what we're doing here exactly. This is going to be a personal year-end review. And for some of you, maybe you look back on this past year and you are like, you know what? I just, I would just rather forget it. (laughs) Or maybe you've had a great year. Either way, I really want to encourage you to do this year-end review. It'll just take you maybe a half hour, an hour max. Basically what we're going to be doing is taking a look over the past year and pulling out any insights or lessons that we want to bring forward into the new year. And we'll be celebrating our accomplishments, learning from our mistakes and setting ourselves up to make the new year 2023. Oh my gosh, guys, we just have a few weeks left until 2023. We want to make that our best year yet. And by incorporating year-end reviews into my life, I've been able to grow really tremendously over the past several years. And so I'm really excited to share this with you so you can incorporate this into your life as well if you choose to do so. And I wanna talk first about why this year-end review process has been so important to me and why I think it's so important for all of us. First of all, I feel like our culture, um, I'm from the US, but I've seen this in a lot of other, you know, countries that I've lived in as well. We've really lost ceremony. And some of that is good. I I think like, um, you know, updating things is always great in a culture, but losing that sense of ceremony or ceremonies within our lives also has its drawbacks. Humanity has used ceremony to initiate ourselves into new phases of our life, to bring closure to old seasons of life. And I think that that can be really, really important for us. And I'll kind of get into more of why in a little bit. But basically, by doing this year in review, we're allowing ourselves to have closure over the past year. And we're setting ourselves up to really make the most of the coming year. Doing this year in review in the way that I'm going to share with you today also really helps us to get into that growth mindset, that change maker mindset that I mentioned on the podcast so many times and that I believe is so, so important for us as You know people who want to make the world a better place like getting into a growth mindset and really enjoying the process of that is so incredibly important for us it's important for our health for our mental well-being all of it (laughs) it's it's what really you know we when we look at the fixed mindset and the growth mindset getting into that growth mindset is what the most successful people in the world, whether you're talking about sports or business or activists, right? Getting into that growth mindset is one of the most important things that we can do to ensure our success. Also, doing a year in review allows us to end the year off strong. So we're not just going to be talking about year in review, that'll be the bulk of this podcast, but then at the end, I wanna share a couple of tips to help you really finish this year off strong. And by doing a year in review, we can it, it can help us to stop repeating old patterns if we choose some of our old patterns are great we want to identify those and bring those intentionally into the new year Some old patterns, not so much. Maybe there are things that you are doing. You can probably think of something just off of the top of your head as I'm speaking right now, that you're like, you know what? I'm ready to drop that. I'm ready to leave that in 2022 and not bring it forward into my life. So by doing this year-end review, we're able to live life more intentionally. And this will help us to learn from the past year so that we don't just continue to repeat the same year after same year, the same lessons after the same lessons that just keep coming into our lives, and so we feel stuck. This year in review process will help you to not feel stuck, but really evolve into the next evolution of you, whatever that is. And by doing this, we can then set better goals, resolutions, intentions, whatever you call it. Um, we don't have to do this. We don't have to set resolutions. We don't have to set goals or intentions, or, you know, lately I've been seeing, like, I don't know, the past several years, people selecting like a new word for the new year, you know? Um, Whether you set goals or resolutions or intentions, or you pick a word, whatever you like to do at the beginning of the year, if you like to do anything, by doing a year-end review first, we can bring a lot more intention to those plans for the new year. And so this can help us to really bring some more direction to our lives and be more intentional about how we spend our days in order to create change in our lives or to evolve and develop as a person. And there's another really cool, um, psychological concept that I think is interesting when we're looking at year end reviews, there's something called the peak end rule. And what that is, is that our memory of an experience, even our memory of an entire year, is largely based on how we feel at its peak and at the end. What this means is that by reflecting on our accomplishments and learnings from the past year, we can potentially reframe our memory of 2022 as a more positive experience. So again, a great technique for getting into that growth mindset and becoming more of an optimist about your life. So today is really the first part in a little podcast series that I'm going to be doing to help you end this year strong and move into next year fully intentional and to help you set goals or resolutions or intentions that you actually follow through with in 2023. So we're gonna talk a little bit today about the year in review. Then in this series, we're also going to be covering how to set resolutions that you'll actually stick to, (laughs) the five stages of a goal that you'll kind of be going through that most people go through as their goal unfolds. I think this is really important to cover because um, there are highs and lows in every process. We're also gonna be talking about follow through and self-image and the Ayurvedic approach to this particular time of year. So in the Northern hemisphere here, we are in early winter and that early winter through early spring time of year is Kapha time. And so I wanna talk a bit in this series about how we can lean into the cycles of nature, into the seasons to help us set and follow through on our goals. Because if you know me at all, you know, I love tapping into and learning from the wisdom of nature. And I do this often through the Ayurvedic perspective. So I wanna bring that into this discussion as well. So yeah, that's a little preview of the next few episodes of the podcast. righty. so I wanna mention just a little bit about my experience setting Beginning of the year goals or New Year's resolutions. Again, this isn't something that you have to do. It's not something that I've always done, but it can be fun to tap into the spirit of the season and that new, refreshing energy of the new year, right? But for quite a while, I wrote off New Year New Year's resolutions as just something silly that I didn't want to do and that I wasn't just I wasn't going to buy into, right? Um, which is fine if if you feel that way too. But for me, when I dug a little deeper into that, I realized that actually, I just didn't have the self-trust or the self-confidence that I would actually follow through on my goals. And I was just, I was tired of letting myself down, honestly, because there was year after year after year for a while there where I would set a resolution not follow through on it, set it the next year, not follow through on it. And I felt a lot of disappointment in myself around that and a lot of shame around that. So for a while, I just decided to stop setting goals altogether, whether it was beginning of the year goals or any other time of the year. So, you know, that, that's fine. Like, like I've, I'm i not down on myself for for doing that or taking that approach. Um, but for, for me personally, I really enjoy self growth and I really, it's really important to me now that I live an intentional life and that I am headed in the direction that I want to be going, right? Because our actions are adding up to something, right? Like, like we're headed somewhere, like time is passing regardless of what we do. So I would like to be headed somewhere that I... You know, intend and desire and want to go to instead of just whatever happens, happens personally. That's my approach, (laughs) right? Otherwise I just kind of feel lost. And so I think that having a clear goal can really help us um, live more intentionally. So we'll get into that a bit more later in this in the series, but I did want to share a really interesting statistic that I found, which is that When it comes to New Year's resolutions in particular, about 40% of people have given up on their New New Year's resolution by February 1st. And by the end of the year, about 10 to 15% have actually followed through. So I saw a few different studies, but they were all within that like 10 to 15% range. And I want you to be that 10 to 15% in that 10 to 15% that succeeds in their goals, that succeeds in their intentions for the new year. And a big part of why so many people fail, I believe, is because we don't give ourselves the time and the space to reflect and learn from the past. So we just, again, keep repeating those old patterns. We just say things like, oh, I need to be more disciplined. I need to be more motivated. I need to be more whatever. (laughs) But we don't actually take concrete steps to make sure that that happens, right? We don't learn from our past mistakes. So this year in review is the first step in setting goals, resolutions, intention, your word for the year, any of that, right? This is the first step. And so you don't have to spend a ton of time on this. This can take, Um, I'm I'm probably gonna take, so I haven't done this yet for myself yet Um, this year. I have done this in past years. But this year, I'm going to set myself a container of about one hour. I find that it's nice to have uh, intention of how long it's going to take. Otherwise, this could become a whole day or it could be so big in your mind. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to do that year in review this is gonna take forever. And then you just end up never doing it, right? (laughs) So just give yourself a little time frame of like an hour and make it fun, make it a ritual. Like I said before, bring some ritual into your life. It can be really fun. So I'm planning on making myself a nice cup of tea, lighting a candle, maybe some incense, putting on some nice music, right? Getting cozy and doing this for myself. And I hope that between now So let's see. This podcast is coming out at the very end of November. So yeah, you'll have like a full month to pick an hour within that month for you to do this year-end review and just show yourself some real kindness and compassion so that you can come into the new year with more intention. Okay, so let's dive into the year-end review questions. And as always, on the happy me Happy Earth blog, I will put the show notes, so happymehappyearth.com, or you can click through the link in the show notes wherever you're listening to this podcast, and these questions will be listed out for you so that you have them to go back to when you do have time to sit down and do your year-end review. But I wanna talk through them today so that you have a little more detail and that you can see some examples of what this might look like. All right, so question number one, what goals or resolutions, if any, did you set last year? So for some people, this might be a bit confronting. I know there have been times in my life where I just wanted to forget my goals um, or forget the resolutions that I made, right? And there's this perfectly reasonable, you don't have to beat yourself up for that or anything. So show yourself some compassion when you're answering this question. Maybe you've ghosted your goals. Maybe you've forgotten them. Maybe you've intentionally forgot them because you don't wanna feel any shame around not having reached them. That's okay, just notice this. It's not a big deal. You don't need to beat yourself up, but it is important that we hold ourselves accountable, right? So we're developing some self-accountability here, some self-trust. This is a big part of becoming a woman of your word, becoming a person of your word. So know that if you've ghosted your goals, if you forgot about them, you're normal. Remember that stat that I shared a few minutes ago? That's okay, we don't have to beat ourselves up. Show yourself some compassion, but also hold yourself accountable by revisiting those intentions at the beginning of the year. All right, question number two. Did you stick to your resolution or intention? or the question might be, did you reach your goal? And so this might be a simple yes or no, if you made really clear goals at the beginning of the year, or maybe you did make it partially there, right? So just go ahead, and this can be a quick question to answer, but did you reach your goal or not? Again, no self-judgment needed here. We're just stating facts, okay? Number three, what worked? So I ask this question first because before we get into what didn't work, (laughs) we want to consider what worked. Because remember, our brain has that negativity bias. And I've definitely mentioned this on past podcast episodes. But basically, our brain has a negativity bias. It's an a thing that our brain has evolved to do because we need to know, like our our primitive brain needs to identify things that are negative, right? Needs to identify things that could possibly hurt us or endanger our survival, right? So if we eat, let's say like evolutionarily, let's say like going back to, as our brains are developing back in the day, they're still developing today, of course, but anyway, we're hunter-gatherers, we're eating things out in the woods. One thing that we eat makes us so violently ill that we are sick for a week, right? 10 other things that we ate tasted just fine. And so our brain has evolved to make sure that we remember that one thing that made us violently ill because it was a danger to our life right where our brain doesn't really need to remember as detail or in as much detail the things that tasted just fine right and that didn't make us sick so we have this negativity bias one of my favorite podcasters pete holmes (laughs) he says this or i'm sure he heard it from somebody else but i heard it from him so i'm going to give him credit here basically he says our brain is like Teflon. When we hear positive comments, they slide right off. And our brain is like Velcro. When we hear negative comments, they stick to us forever, right? The positive comments, the positive things, the, like our accomplishments, things like that over the year, they tend to just slide right off. Right? We think that we're going to have this huge sense of accomplishment and that our life's going to be changed by reaching X, Y, or Z goal, but that doesn't happen. Maybe we feel great for a moment and then it slides right off. But when something negative happens, it really sticks. So I want to encourage you to, or challenge you, to think of your accomplishments. And you don't have to remember everything, but challenge yourself to think of like maybe 10 to 15 things that you can celebrate from the past year and actually celebrate them, right? So scientific research has shown that we actually have to consciously celebrate these things, consciously allow ourselves to sit or to meditate on those lists that list or those things that did work. In order for them to really sink in. So you might take a look at the things that you've listed that did work and allow yourself to really go into those feelings of celebration, of pride, of happiness, of accomplishment, and just sit with those for maybe 10 seconds each and allow them to sink in. And this can help you to kind of balance out your brain's negativity bias. Now question number four, we'll move on here. What didn't work. (laughs) And so I want to encourage you to practice a lot of self-compassion here. There is no need to beat yourself up. We want to remember that our past self did the best that they could with the information and the resources that they had at the time. And by looking back and assessing what didn't work, we can do better in the future or make a different choice in the future. And instead of just listing out what didn't work, I want you to go a little bit deeper because oftentimes we can be like, okay, say I had a goal of doing yoga every day, right? And I'm like, and I didn't do it. And so I say, okay, what didn't work? I did not do yoga every day. And then I come into the new year and I'm like, I want to do yoga every day. And I just repeat that cycle, right? We want to actually get a little bit deeper into the root of why it didn't work. So what you can do is ask yourself a slightly deeper question, which is what thoughts or beliefs led to this outcome? So the outcome being I did not do yoga every day. Like why not (laughs) what thoughts or beliefs led to that outcome? Okay. So yeah, I want to encourage you to go a little bit deeper into this question and then number five, what lessons did you learn from the year? And so you might look back at that, what worked, what didn't work and pull out different lessons that you learned from the past year. All right. So we're going to take those lessons into your planning and your, your goal setting or your resolutions or your new word for the year, whatever you choose to do for next year in future episodes. But for now we just want to write down what lessons did you learn? Okay. So that's your, your basic year in review, right? So what goals did you set last year? Did you reach those goals? what worked what didn't work what lessons did you learn and then i want to share two other year in tips to help you finish this year off really strong so first tip that i want to give you and share with you and i'm actually going to pass this one on i was given this tip by a mentor of mine i heard her share this on her podcast her name is sam laura brown she's awesome and she talked about finishing a little project. So something that you've been putting off, but you've really just wanted to get done this year, allow yourself to have a year end sense of accomplishment, something that's close to being finished. I don't want you to give yourself like some huge year end project that then totally stresses you out in this last month of the year. Nothing like that. Allow yourself to drop the perfectionism and just finish something small. So for example, I'm going to finish my family recipe book. So last year, I gathered recipes from all of my aunts and uncles and cousins and recipes from my deceased grandma that she used to bake every single year over the holidays when we had our big family get togethers. I put all of those into This book and my sister edited it for me, and, and it was great, right? But there were a few little details that I just didn't quite get finished for one reason or another, and so I never sent it out to my family. So this year, I am just going to drop the perfectionism and finish it and send out that book by the end of the year, actually, probably next week. So I want you to, to pick something, pick a small project, something that gives you a sense of accomplishment and some momentum for next year so that you can begin to develop the self-trust and the self-image that you can finish things and that you can follow through. And number two, my second tip, last but absolutely not least, take some time off. This is so important for this time of year. If you want to set yourself up for success next year, <laughs> if you want to set yourself up for health and more well being next year, then it is so important that you take some time during this season to recharge. And we can look to nature for this. Uh, so I'm in the northern hemisphere, and right now the trees have paused their growth, right? The leaves have already fallen. They are out there leafless (laughs) and they actually pause their growth during the winter season unless they're artificially fertilized so don't use artificial fertilizers on yourself and force yourself to continue doing a lot of activity and growth and everything during this season let yourself rest (laughs) let yourself rest like a tree would naturally rest during this year because i'm just going to keep going with this analogy okay because so for example, if we go with like the this analogy of the trees and the plants growing outside, when we grow on soil year-round, I learned a lot about this. My partner was working at or on an organic farm this past year. And when we grow on the soil year-round, the soil becomes depleted. And so less and less grows on the soil until you've literally created a desert. And so we were in Spain, on the high plains in Southern Spain, and I guess it was like January, February, I think, of this past year. And that whole area, because of intensive farming practices, has become a desert it was not always like that and now like they're really trying to figure out how to revitalize that land we were actually on our um, or my partner was working on a reforestation project there and they're doing different regenerative farming techniques that are really cool but that's what happens to us too right so whenever we continue to in, instead of pausing at certain times or during certain season pausing our growth or taking rest, if we keep going and going and going and we prop ourselves up with quote-unquote artificial fertilizers like coffee and sugar and more and more caffeine or supplements or whatever, we become really more and more depleted until we have an internal desert, right? We're just so exhausted. So, okay, I'll drop that analogy now, but that actually really works well. I like that. I might use that again at some point. Anyway, so yeah, we see that the the plants have literally paused their growth or the trees out there have literally paused their growth. Some animals hibernate or you can see these balls of old leaves, dead leaves in the trees right now outside of, of where I'm living and it's these squirrel's nests, right? And so squirrels don't actually hibernate but they've tucked away seeds during the year so that they can spend most of their winter snuggled up in their nests, right? Snuggle up in your nest, allow yourself to tap into the season, be like nature, <laughs> trust nature, right? Trust nature, trust the 4.5 or so, I don't know exactly what it is, but. About that. Billions of years of evolution that has led to each of these plants and animals taking a break during this time of year. I really want to encourage you to also take a break, rest, recharge, be easy on yourself. Because rest is crucial to your health, crucial to your effectiveness as a leader, as a change maker, Rest literally rejuvenates our minds and our bodies so that we can bring our best selves to our loved ones, our family, our work. And without it, we become more and more depleted, just like the soil, until we're so exhausted and joy deprived that we just can't go on. We burn out. We have panic attacks. However, it shows up for you. I know I've definitely been there. If you're there right now, again, no judgment at all. It is so understandable. Most of us do that to ourselves at time, from time to time, but I really want to encourage you not to be a martyr for whatever cause you're passionate about, not to be a martyr for your family. It's not cool, it's not helpful. <laughs> you're actually doing a lot more harm than good to yourself, to your family, to whatever movement you're a part of by not resting and taking care of your health. And I know at times in my life, getting rest, and I mean, actually sleeping, like actually just getting a full night of sleep seemed impossible. I remember, all right, slight slight story, slight side note here. But I remember this time in my, when I was in graduate school, um, at that point I hadn't been taking care of myself for years because undergrad architecture school was also just super intense. And I was, so yeah, I hadn't been sleeping, I was, having chronic migraines, um, debilitating migraines, multiple times a week. I was also having panic attacks. And I went to the doctor and she said, you need to sleep, you need to reduce your stress. And I told her like straight up, like that's not an option. I cannot sleep more. I cannot reduce my stress. I need to do well in my grad program. And so she gave me medication, right? That artificial fertilizer to prop myself up. And it kind of worked. (laughs) It also had like a crap ton of side effects, but it kind of worked for a few years anyway. So I know, I know how it feels. Um, I wish I could go back to my former self and tell her what I am telling you now, but basically for women and members of other oppressed groups, rest, is revolutionary. I'm pretty sure there's actually a book possibly with that exact title. Um, but basically, yeah, our patriarchal culture, white supremacy culture, has convinced many of us that if we're not constantly working or serving others, then we're not worthy. Or then we're not good people. Bullshit. Bullshit to that. I'm gonna go much deeper on a future podcast into, into this because it's such an important topic and something that I want to talk about a lot more. But for now, just know this, every time that you rest and take care of yourself, you are smashing some patriarchy. You are defying white supremacy culture. By resting, you are taking back your power. And I really do believe that it is one of the most important things that you can do in order to set yourself up for an awesome 2023 and beyond. Okay. So I will get off of my soapbox, but please rest. (laughs) All right. So guys, this past year has been one of the best of my life so far. And that doesn't mean that I didn't go through some very hard situations. If you've been on my newsletter, then, you know, it's been a rough year, but It's also been absolutely awesome. And each year when we live with intention, we can improve our lives and grow each year. And so I truly believe that this next year will be my best year yet. I know it. And I plan to bring as many of you with me as I possibly can. And so it all starts with what we talked about today doing a year-end review just take an hour to do your year-end review finish a little project to give yourself a sense of accomplishment for the end of the year and please rest 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 all right i'm going to leave you with that for now and i'm looking forward to being back in your earbuds next week have a wonderful week bye If you enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. And if you desire more support on your changemaker journey, please check out my free guide, Self-Care for Changemakers. You can find the guide and other goodies on my website at happymehappyearth.com. It's an honor to be in your ears. Thank you so much for listening.